Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com SLM. There you can browse the unmatched selection of audio programs, download a title for free, and get started now. It's that easy. Go to www.audibletrial.com SLM to get started now. What's up, guys, and welcome back to Perpetually Correct, a sports variety show brought to you by Sensibly Loud Media. I am your host, J-Mac, a.k.a. founder numero uno, and in the co-captain seat with me right here. It's Kyle Beats. Jason is out. What's going on, Kyle? What's up, man? How you doing? Not too bad, man. Good to be back. Another week talking football. Football's here. So we're recording this on Wednesday night. So by the time people hear this, it'll be Thursday, exactly one week from NFL regular season, we're doing a live stream of you and I watching the first game. It's yep. going to be awesome. Be, One be Packers Bears, which is a nice little rivalry game to get it kicked off. We both got you know high expectations there, so go ahead and film it. Uh, go ahead and record it live. See what our our reactions are. I'm anticipating Aaron Rodgers to come out hot, though. I Swing. think he's going to be pissed about how last year ended, and I think it's going to be an ass whooping. Yeah, I don't, man, we'll see. It's going to be... That's your Bears, though. That's your Bears I know, I'm telling you. I'm, I'm standing oh. behind that pick. I, I like it. I, we'll have to talk a little bit about some of the picks we made, given some of the current news going on involving Andrew Luck and whatnot. We'll get back to that in a, a few minutes. But, uh, yeah, it's Certainly been a hell of a week. It me. Yeah, it does. It actually, uh, yeah, I, I would say so. But we'll, we'll get to that. But, yeah, man, crazy week. Lots going on, it seems like. There's a little bit of NBA news going on. The biggest thing in the NBA, I, I caught on the break the other day, our basketball podcast that you and uh, Josh do, which was incredible. And you guys, I think the news had just broken that Dwight Howard had, uh, you know, that he had come to a buyout, I guess, in Memphis and then right. was signing with the Lakers on a non-guaranteed deal. What is your take on this? I think it's the absolute right move for the Lakers in terms of not guaranteed not guaranteeing yeah. Dwight Howard a single penny. But okay, that I think. Into this circuit, in, into the circus, it just perpetuates what you and I have talked about. Yeah. I mean, it's an absolute shit show. You're going to have Frank Vogel trying to coach LeBron with Anthony Davis out there, and you're going to bring Dwight Howard in the mix, which you really don't know what you're going to get from him. So from like a production standpoint, and I was making the, the point there, I don't know if him and Boogie are that far apart anymore, unfortunately. Boogie can certainly score a little bit more and shoot outside a little better, but at the end of the day, they're both going to get you a lot of boards, but going to be a huge mis- mix. Uh, you know, on pick and rolls, they're going to be mismatched on probably three-fourths of the guys that are trying to guard in the West, and I still think they're going to have to run Anthony Davis at five. And He, he, doesn't do, run, run he does not want to do it. I, I don't understand why. The best thing for that team in today's <laughs> NBA is to run him at the five. He's big enough. He's long enough. He wants I nothing don't... to do with it, though. Nothing to do with it. It's crazy. Like, he's locked in on playing the four with LeBron at the three. And that is quite the, the lineup I get. But here's the thing, man. So a couple of takes on this. So number one. I don't know why. I mean, so Dwight Howard's what played with, what, five teams in the last since he left Orlando? Or no, he played three years in Houston, right? Yeah, I think he's played with four teams in seven years. Okay, four teams in seven years. And it really hasn't gone well overall. Th- does that count Memphis? 
because he didn't really yes. play there, right? Yeah, it was nine games, so we cannot okay. count that. So okay, well, regardless, that's just another team to add to the list. But my my question about this whole thing is, I don't know why they think it's going to be any different this go around. If anything, this is going to be more of a shit show. And if if Dwight Howard got run out of town because Kobe was blaming him, just wait until Anthony Davis and LeBron James are doing that because they're both right. going to do that shit. Yep, that star power is even stronger now than it was six years ago or whenever that was with Kobe. And the expectations for this Lakers team are higher than that Lakers team were. No even doubt about it. Kobe. There's just no doubt about it. I mean, they're all in here. And you have Kawhi and Paul George in town, so the pressure is on. And Dwight Howard's just not that kind of guy. Right. And my other thing is, why didn't they go out and get, like, I don't know, Joachim Noah, who had a great year last year I in Memphis? I saw that. That's who it was between, right? It, was, yeah. it came down to them, too. And I'm just like... What? I don't understand why you want to run Noah out there. You need just a defense and rim protector. You're going to be able to get buckets with LeBron and AD. Right. But like the thing is, like, and I heard this today, they were talking about how Dwight Howard has said that he wants to just rebound and and basically be the have the pick and roll run through him. He's never done that. He's never been comfortable with that kind of role. He's not that kind of guy. He's he wants to show off some of the skills that he definitely has. But like, right. he's just not that kind of player. He's not like he can, a, he's not he can set guy. great picks, but he can't pop or roll. So that's kind of the issue, right? <laughs> right. Like he can just shove his big body out there. I just don't and see him doing that. I, I, I like him in the rebounding role. I mean, yeah. I was, we were I was looking at his numbers, so I'm not going to count last year uh, with Washington, not Memphis, sorry, uh, where he played nine games. I'm not going to count that. He still okay. averaged nine point two rebounds. Prior to that, double digit rebounds every single year of his career, not 9.6. And I'm rounding up 10.0 or more every single year of his career that I believe. Uh, so he can, he can play that role and get them some rebounds and let Anthony Davis and LeBron play a little more freely. So I, I don't totally hate it from a basketball perspective. I don't love it, but I think it's an okay patch or bandaid to the, you know, the news of boogie tearing his ACL, but for what it brings off the court, I certainly don't think this is worth it. Yeah. And the fact that he's going to get like $15,000 every time he's like in a game or participates in some kind of practice, like it's a ridiculous schedule. Yeah. And I just, I don't get it. There's like no guaranteed money until like after February or something right. like that, which is insane. And like, I'll, let's, let's spin this coin around for a second. I want to defend Dwight Howard. That's crazy that he has yeah. to do that. Crazy. Doesn't, doesn't that create some like tension and issues with yes. him? Because he's it's, not the kind of guy to just like put his head down and play basketball, right? Like correct. this is going to cause some kind of fuss. I just, uh, and I think this season has to go just about perfect for it to work out for the Lakers. <laughs> I told you, dude. I knew this was going to be the case. And so the other thing is, I wanted to defend Dwight Howard on is so apparently, whenever he went to talk with the Lakers, he was in a room with basically the Lakers front office and LeBron and AD and JaVale McGee begging Rob Polinka for a job, basically kissing the ring. And it's like, why does Dwight Howard have to do that? Like, why are they putting him through this? Like, you know yeah. what you're getting with Dwight Howard. Why does Anthony fucking Davis have to be there? Why does he have to yeah, be there? Yeah, I, I don't understand that at all. I mean, it's just showing that it's it's a top-down issue, like you've been saying from the beginning. And I keep wanting to think it's going to work out. As like yeah. Me being a LeBron fan, I'm probably just a little delusional at this point. I get it, man. The more I'm looking at this, it's like, it has to go absolutely perfect. Sure, they do have the talent. But those guys can stay healthy, but it's gonna be it's gonna be a gauntlet going through that Western Conference. I mean, admittedly, obviously I'm not any kind of a Lakers fan, but I do think that I mean you're talking about two of the best superstars in basketball, 
Like you are, period. And the fact that it's probably going to implode because they couldn't even manage to put proper pieces around these guys is crazy town. And we're going to talk about some of the crazy like, you know, stories that have happened in sports here in a little bit, but if that thing implodes, that will be a 30 for 30 type worthy situation. Like if right. like given all that's gone into it, that will absolutely be a st- historic thing, which will be great to watch too. But I mean, obviously, yeah, I mean, if, it's better if for the LeBron's league. If career, it, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, if LeBron's career comes to an end in that way, where it's like they miss the playoffs this year somehow, or yeah. just get bounced in the first round, and then you know, in the twilight of his career, it's just no, no secret to that. So, I mean, if the next two or three years don't work out, that's probably going to be it. Yeah, and it's ugly. The expectations are higher for this team than you know arguably any team ever maybe at least since the heat yeah oh no well and that's the other thing i was thinking about that today too like this is i'd say the expectations are higher now than they were for that heat team and that was with chris bosh and right you know Dwayne wade is prime yeah better team and and lebron young i guess i should rephrase that this the expectations are higher for this team than any other team ever that hasn't accomplished anything correct you know what i'm saying correct yeah, like so. I think the expectation around Golden State has been reasonable for the last five right. years, and it's made sense. And yes. we've said ourselves, we don't bet against them until they give us reason to. But all that to be said, man, like I don't, I don't think that Dwight Howard should have to, you know, quote unquote, kiss the ring for Rob Polinka that he doesn't really have, which is that's a whole other thing. But if I mean they have, they've managed to fuck this up in a sense that they're not going to be able to recover for a very long time if this goes wrong and that's a situation where the nba has to get involved and that's the craziest part of this story too is that just mismanagement could i mean we've seen it in sports franchises before it happened with the dodgers before magic's group bought them a few years ago honestly it probably should if they can't make this work but that's crazy that's this is the dr bus's team like that's crazy that he did like that they didn't so, like, that was a whole different thing, and we should go into the history of that sometime about, like, the history of, like, what he did for basketball and the Lakers because, I mean, it's a real thing of, like, the whole, you know, Showtime and all that stuff right. was a big deal, and it's awesome, and it's a really cool story. Like, he, he revolutionary, like, he was a revolutionary in basketball, period, but when it comes down to it, he didn't really put the team in the best spot when he was dying, and that's a shame. It is a shame. It, it is, because there were stretches there in the 80s and then the early 2000s, late 90s, where, I mean, that was like the signature brand in sports globally. Yes, absolutely. Like right there right there with the Yankees and maybe the Cowboys. Yeah. Uh, and it's just, it's still there, but it's like hanging hanging on by just a finger. You know what I mean? I mean, exactly. it's right there about to slip off the second tier for sure. And it's going to be ugly what it does. And I, I we've talked about it a lot on, on, on the break for sure. But, like, there's a lot of this... The, you're starting to lose sight of the difference between a small market and a big market team. Like the Bucks are a yes. great example of that. The Bucks have not been shit our whole lives, really, for the most part. But they've had a big rise in branding and prominence over the last probably five years. And, I mean, players like Giannis definitely helped that. But teams have to do something the right way to be able to draft that guy. Now, should the Mavericks have taken him? Absolutely. But that's another argument for another day. But regardless... I think you're seeing the disappearance of these small market teams a lot more so. And I don't think that benefits the Lakers. Or teams I agree like with the that. Lakers. I think the the small market to big market discrepancy is not nearly as big in the NFL. I think that's, you Correct. know, you have teams like Green Bay, you know what I'm saying? Pittsburgh, 
but in the NBA, it does play a more prominent role, and it's starting to shift. I agree. I and think I, it's for the better. I don't know that it's even shifting as much as is the that the playing field is just being leveled. And I think that's a lot of talent and a lot of depth. Right. And we talked a lot about the Lakers approach in previous years. And I don't know that it wasn't the approach now, but like the whole, like come play in LA because it's Hollywood thing is not a selling point anymore. And that's the craziest part about all of this is that there's a misunderstanding of that. And I think that's what we're seeing with the Lakers right now. And it's going to be interesting to watch because at some point they're going to have to figure out how to turn out of that skid. They're going to have to. Yep, and I honestly, I, I think this season's going to go okay. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I think they'll still be a top four or five seed in the West and be competitive. But talking about small markets, you kind of transition over to another crazy story this week of Andrew Luck retiring, which for me flashed across the bottom of the screen as I'm watching Miami and Florida. Yep, same. Which was not that great of a game for a top eight team. Nope. And I see Andrew Lux retired, and I was like, it didn't. It almost didn't seem real just because he's so young. And it really did. It, it shocked me. It shocked yeah. the hell out of me. And I was just – I was looking at my fiance like, I can't believe this just happened. This guy's my age or a little bit older, and I was freaking out. But then I realized it's really not that big of a deal. Yeah, it's, it's – we're going to see more of this. That's for sure. 100%. We're already seeing a lot of it. We just – it's just – it's to players that aren't as notable as Andrew Luck. Correct. It's not as sexy of, you know, it's not a number one overall pick. It's not a quarterback. Patrick Willis is a linebacker who retired, I believe, at 29 as well, 28 or 29. He played seven seasons, had 100 tackles in every season, and was a pro bowler every season, all pro six out of seven years. Yep. This was a Hall of Fame, like Lawrence Taylor type of linebacker. He was better relative to his position than Andrew Luck and more impactful, no doubt. But because he's a linebacker, that doesn't sell. You know? Right, exactly. And, you know, people want to forget that, and they, they, you really shouldn't. But I, I get Andrew Luck. His timing is not is not great. I still think the booing is just absolutely ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's a guy that won a shit ton of games. Yeah. So, okay, a couple of things. So the first is I kind of found out it the same way you did. I think we were texting during this whole thing, and uh, I was pretty surprised i don't know i feel like nothing really shocks me anymore like it, it takes a lot to really blow my socks off in a sports trade or like a, a retirement news or something like that just because we watch it so much right and so i it was just like a, at first i was like wait a minute did i really just see that correctly just and the then, timing is the most shocking thing like- and, and so that's where i ha- that's the biggest thing i have a problem with in this whole thing is that he really fucked over his team like he Correct. really did and like if he wants to like if he wants to retire and go off into the sunset, no problem. You should absolutely do that. You just talked about Patrick Willis. It's a great example. You should you should be able to do that. If you feel like your health is not what it used to be or that you're not going to be, you know, you're not going to be able to maintain your health, there's no problem saying, I got to go. Two weeks right. before the season, that's an asshole thing to do. It is. And there, he's not, he's not, he's getting paid. He's not giving the money back. He's right. getting paid it. Right, and we're talking about the you know I'm gonna have a lot I have a lot of stats about his career that are pretty impressive, but the most important is 97 million dollars that he made in a pretty short amount of time. Yeah, and I I just I really think if I'm with you, he fucked his team over because you're going from a nine and a half over under in Vegas to a six and a half. That that is that brutal. Takes you from the top of the league to the bottom of the league. That's how that works. And I would actually go over that number. I still I would think too. you're going to be better than people think. Um, with the rest of the roster and the way it's constructed. And I think Jacoby Brissett is a 
a pretty solid backup. Yeah. But I, I, you know, I still don't like the booing because he did do a lot of good things for the city and for that team. But I mean, two weeks before the season starts, Dude, man, it's yeah. like, what, what caused this is like, there's gotta be more to this, right? And it'll come out eventually. So let me it have just been a calf injury, right? Let me, so yes, I, I think it was his ankle or something. We'll talk about that in just a second. I want to strained ankle. Like what the hell? I want a little bit of a, what if scenario here, say that you and I yeah. were at, so let's, let's say that Luca keeps progressing a little bit and I don't know how much, like, I wouldn't say, I'd say like a team that's competitive in the Western conference for the playoffs. Okay. A couple right. years down the road where they're kind of project projected to be let's say Luca gets to that age you and I are at a game it's a preseason game we have two weeks until the season starts and he just says hey guys I'm out in the middle of a game and that's the other thing I can't believe that Adam Schefter has been out there tr saying this week that he like that basically Andrew Luck wanted to wait until after the game but his his timeline got accelerated yeah his timeline got accelerated by you you dumb son of a bitch you're the <laughs> one that put it out there and so like uh but anyway, like, I love that people have been running around talking about that. Yeah. But, I mean, would you be, like, say we were at the game and he just threw it in halftime. Like, what, what, what would your I'd, reaction be? I would lose my mind. Yeah. You know, that's, my, that's my team. I guess that's probably why I'm reacting differently. To this. Right. I'd and be, I think that's where they're at. I guess that's fair. I guess that's fair. But I'm not saying it's right because I don't think they should have booed him either. I mean, he did a lot for the team. I mean, I, I, a couple of things, though, because I think, number one, I mean, the way that he got there in the first place, that was pretty crazy, which we'll talk about that draft class in just a second. But the fact that, like, they kind of just kicked Peyton out the door and were like, you know, see ya, pal. I mean, I, it they kind of made it sound like it was his decision. But, I mean, come on. It wasn't really his decision when you have the chance to take Andrew Luck. It wasn't. Yeah, it was, it was a no-brainer. I mean, he's the kind of like the Anthony Davis of, of this generation. Right. Uh, for football, I mean, he was the can't miss prospect. Right. So, and there's nothing wrong with that. And they did also didn't know what he was going to be. It was a risk for the team too. So I get all that. It was. Right? It was. It, it is. I'll tell you one thing though, man. As someone who has a forty, almost forty three year old quarterback on their team, I would not dare kick him out the door until he's ready to go. That's just a bad agree, omen all the way around. That. Yeah, that's a bad omen all the way around. But there isn't an Andrew Luck lingering out there. But so I think it's easier to say. But I'm with you. I think that does bring some some bad. Bad juju yeah, your way. Little, maybe a little bad karma. I don't know if you can really factor sure. that into the overall equation because we'll talk about exactly why it happened here in a second. But we get to this whole point where, like, I mean, he's been hurt. Has he played a full season? He's played yes. a couple full seasons, right? Yes. Okay. He's, he's played two, I believe. I'll, I'll pull that number up. But I've got 86 total games I noted down. He was 2,000 completions on 3,290 attempts. That's 60, basically 61%. Pretty good. Threw 40 touchdowns in 2014, 39 in 2018. Last year was a good year for him. And uh, he was a four-time Pro Bowler. Like, that's a pretty damn illustrious career overall. And he had a lot of other impressive stats, too. Four out of six years, right? I mean, that's pretty that's pretty solid. But the, I think some of the more... Yeah, I, I like all those numbers. But he also had the most yards for a rookie ever and the most yards uh, for a rookie season as well. So in a game in a season at 433 and 4374. You can say, oh, that's because of the era, but I don't see a lot of really talented guys doing that still. No, no. And I mean, the very fact that he, the RG knee is going to outlast him is crazy to me. It really is. Like, you could have given me a hundred to one odds on that. <laughs> I know, dude. I would have been all in. Just does, does this mean the Redskins were right? <laughs> oh, my God. No I don't way. know. No, no. You could, you could probably. Find somebody that'll spin it out there with some of the crazy stuff I've been hearing about Luck this week. But uh, some of the other stats that just – it shocked me. He has the most yards ever in a cold season. 
it's not Peyton Manning. It's him at 47. Oh, yeah. I believe that. I definitely believe that. He's electric, dude. He just has been murdered for his last, well, basically his whole career. So I'm going to give you some of these stats. I saw this all in one tweet, okay? So, I mean, this. so this kind of refers back to, let's back up for a second. Ryan Grigson was the GM of this team from 2012 until 2016, 2017? 2017. And this dude might have been the most inept GM I've ever heard of. I mean, this guy did the worst job. And we're talking about, like, dude, you match that up against, like, Phil. Like, that wasn't great as a GM. You know, like, there's a lot of different people that have really fucked this up. It's like if Rob Palenka was the GM for five years. Exactly. That's probably what it would look like. Dude, so... He was pressured 16 times per game under Grigson's watch, under his tenure, right? Most in the NFL and most of any other quarterback ever. Really? More than uh, David Carr, I was thinking. Uh, Yeah, that was my first thought, too. Yeah. Yep. Most of any ever. So from 2012 to 2015, Grigson drafted three O-linemen before the seventh round. Hugh Thornton, Jack Muhort, Khaled, Holmes, all three not on the team. No one's heard of them. Smoked all those picks. I mean, that's that's the story of his career. That's why he's retiring. Right. Ryan Grigson brought this upon that team. Right. Further than that, nine O-linemen players were selected from 2012 to 2016. Only three are still active in the NFL. Two remain with the Colts, and one is a starter, Ryan Kelly. That's insane. One player. One player. <laughs> one out of nine. That is a terrible percentage. He used a total of one first-round pick on the offensive line in five draft classes to protect the number one overall pick. You used one first-round pick on the line. That's crazy. It should have been every year until you got a top-five tackle. Dude, crazy. Exa- but the, I, I, I never say this. I've, I feel like I've never said this in my life, but I'm going to say it here. The Cowboys had the right model. They drafted lineman after lineman after lineman wow. in the first and second rounds. And look at their O line; it's been incredible the last few years. Yeah, I agree. I'm just surprised to hear you say that. I'm giving them credit I, for I it because they drafted well in those years. Yep, and they're going to be back in the mix this year because everybody's healthy and that line is still young enough. Instead, but imagine if you put Andrew Luck at the reins of all that. Oh my God, it'd be it'd be incredible, and it begs the question: you know, through six seasons, so he was second ever in touchdowns. Uh, through six seasons and third in pass yards. Everybody around him in these lists are Hall of Famers. And his passer rating uh, was over 96 in four different seasons. So that's crazy. You know, that kind of begs the question is he like, it's going to be a huge what if, right? Because I mean, if he keeps those numbers consistent and, you know, staying healthy is a question mark, but they finally had the line intact this year, which is what seems ironic about all of this is he probably could have stayed healthy if his body wasn't so beat up from prior years, but I mean, I'm looking at it at those numbers saying, if you play 10 more years, you could argue he's the greatest of all time, depending on accolades yeah. and rings. Yeah. I don't hate that take. So, I mean, it's, it's going to be an all time. What if, but you know, like to your point, I think this is going to start happening more often, especially as these quarterbacks, they get their rookie deal. It's going to be four years. If they're not a first round pick. And then if they're a good player, they're going to get these huge 35, 40, $45 million contracts. Yeah. That's just the level of wealth where it's like three or four of those years and you can, you're you good. can retire if you're just somewhat, you know, somewhat competent of managing your money. Right. And also, I mean, endorsement deals and everything else. So, I mean, Correct. you've got all that stuff as well. And I like what this reeks of to me is two things. I think I 
do you think that Andrew Luck is a football guy? And you know what I mean by a football guy. You li- live and die by this game. There's nothing that's going to convince no. you. Yeah, see, I, I agree. There's nothing that's going to convince that you. I'm otherwise. saying that really easily. Um, I mean, it's easy to say no, that. I just think week, you but. just look at somebody like you mentioned, like Tom Brady. And there's no reason for him to be playing football. No. His wife is $350 million. <laughs> yeah. You know, like he's not the breadwinner. Like right. He doesn't he's, need that job. Not he to mention he's Tom doing Brady. That showing up to, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. He just likes showing up the same place every every day for 20 years and just whooping people's asses. Just doing he it. He loves doing that. Just That's doing just what work. he enjoys. I just think Andrew Luck got to a point. And, you know, maybe Brady stayed healthier. Yeah. But that's that's part of his work ethic too, you right. know. Well, and that's the uh, thing is like I get like if you're hurt and you continually to get, I mean, you know how it is, man. Like we, I pitched till I couldn't pitch anymore. Same kind of thing, you know, with you guys. Like it's the same type of deal, right? And like you, like nobody likes to know that that time is coming, and we never know when it's gonna be, and it sucks when it comes. It's just something that every athlete deals with is just knowing that that time is around the corner. However, correct. and I, I understand though, like whenever you're hurt and you get hurt one after another after another, how frustrating that can be. And I mean, if you're not a true football guy in this case, or, you know, true to that sport that you play, it's really easy to throw in the towel like this. I agree. And that's, and, you what, know, you know, maybe part of it is, is pain threshold as well. Cause like you look at a guy like Brett Favre, that guy played in a more physical era of the NFL and he got his ass beat, you know, and over, he played and over and over and over. Yeah. 64 games straight, something like that. Yeah. You know, he had to be in more pain than Andrew Luck's in right now. But, you know, maybe he's uncomfortable with the fact that I can't be, you know, at my peak and I don't want to go out there and be three fourths of myself. And I just, I feel like you had to have known that coming into the season. It comes down to passion. Yeah. I agree. (laughs) agree, agree. I can't make an excuse for doing it on, you know, August, whatever, 21st, whatever it was. I can't make an excuse for that. For sure. I will say this, though. The, it is I I do question how long the Colts do about this because they didn't use any of their cap room or there's a lot of cap room that they had left and everybody kind of scratched their heads as to why they didn't make any kind of moves. Yeah, like almost, why are you not going for a win now when everything can't. seems to be kind of clicking? Right. And like look at the Josh McDaniels thing. You gotta wonder about that and how he like weird really abruptly i mean maybe he found out that there's a chance luck isn't going to be here and maybe that's i mean that was a lot tight deal dude and he backed out at the very last second and i just i'm fine with josh mcdaniels he bores me at times i feel like it's a roller coaster ride with him all the time but overall he's a great oc i think he's a great Mm -hmm. mind for what brady's trying to do i do question his ability as a head coach but that's a you know that's another thing uh, I, I don't know if that Denver run was really a fair assessment of his coaching abilities, though. That Tebow thing was a circus. Yeah, was, we had Tebow <laughs> in, in his quarterback, so I don't think I think all things are off the off the table there. That's Spe- a unique situation. Speaking of that, I was thinking we, we're going to talk like crazy sports situations here in a minute. But I was thinking the other night about the first time whenever uh, it was whenever Tebow beat the Steelers and that that championship game or the, the just through that one pass. And yeah. Marius Thomas just outran everybody Dude. and everybody <laughs> thought Tebow was good. Cause yeah. he put a 12 yard slant to a wide open guy and one-on-one coverage relatively on the money. Exactly. That was the first night that I really like started to understand like how social media works because people melted the fuck down about all that. Yeah. I was in, I was in Vegas for like my 21st birthday and I saw that on a TV screen as I was like walking past the bar <laughs> My dad and I was like, holy shit, people are going to think Tebow's good. This is, this is, <laughs> yeah, this is bad. Yeah, this is bad. This is really <laughs> I hate bad. the Steelers, so I was kind of okay with it. Um, sure. 
yeah, yeah I have dude, no problem was, with the win. Was but nuts. was Tebow a 2012 draft class guy? I think he was 2011, wasn't he? Okay, yeah, he was. He was one year before. Yeah, I mean, dude, that that draft class. So you had Andrew Luck and your boy RG Knee. Yeah, uh, right, right after him. I mean, there was a lot, and then Trent Richardson. You're talking about oh, three guys that had. If you would have, if you would have told me, because those guys had huge height coming in the league, and they all had great talent in college, but if you would have told me in 2012 that none of these guys would be starting in the NFL by 2019, I, I would have said no way. Yeah, that, I mean, that's very true. What year did the Colts trade for Trent Richardson? I think it was 2014. Yeah, I believe it was right? two. Was it two first-round draft picks, which is just... I think it was like two boy, seconds or something like that. It okay, wasn't... boy Ryan Grigson making moves again. Yeah, and I mean, that was, like, to be fair, like, I think... I, I remember at the time kind of liking the trade because I remember thinking, like, okay, you know, it's Cleveland especially at the time they were so bad still and so right. it's kind of like maybe but that's have a little a bit of a, for a running back i don't know oh yeah no i get it but like maybe it was you know a reset button type thing i don't know i i just remember kind of being okay with the trade but boy was i proved wrong fast i mean that was real quickly i want to talk about some of the other terrible picks at the top Please. of this draft you have justin yeah. blackman at five oh, by the jaguars dude. out of the league couldn't stay off the weed <laughs> couldn't just stop smoking weed for like five months it's like if you don't smoke weed for five months, you'll get $50 million. Right. He was an He's incredibly like, no, elite no perceiver. Can't do it. Unreasonable. Yeah. Unre- unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, Morris Claiborne at Cowboys at six. Had like three decent years. Terrible sixth overall pick. Mark Barron has been a starter, but a disappointment as a safety linebacker in Tampa Bay. He's a, dec- He's a pretty good player. I don't know if it's on him as much as it is Tampa Bay, though. Agreed. But a little bit of a, a you know, he hasn't been like a, a Palomalu. Yeah, I wouldn't call it a bust, but I wouldn't call it a, a hit either. Eight is a bust. Ryan Tannehill at eight is a bust at this point. Yeah, that's rough. I could have told you that was going to be the case. The Dolphins took him, right? 100%. You get yeah. a guy that played receiver at AM as your quarter, franchise quarterback at eight, you're, you're in you're in for a ride. Well, you, dude, you had a whole Gerard Johnson thing happening there. That was a whole other thing, but that's another conversation true, for another day. Tannehill blew his ACL like three times, so who knows yeah. what he could have been. But I like Keekly at nine and Stephon Gilmore at 10. Good picks. Definitely. It's good. Good picks. There, I kind of this. This was a deep draft class. It really was. It was. It was. Uh, you had Janoris Jenkins, who, you know, he he was at, from a like a little Division One or Division Two school because he got kicked off of his Power Five school for whatever. I think he had some kind of charges, and he goes in the second round, and he's probably just looking at it right now, probably the second or third best player in this draft class. Alshon Jeffrey, second round, pretty good. You got some. You got some kind of guys hidden in there. Russell Wilson was a fourth rounder. Yep. Or no, a third rounder. Third rounder. Third yeah. Rounder. Yep, yep. Nick Foles, third rounder My as boy. well. T.Y. Hilton. So. My boy, Nick Foles. Kirk, Kirk Cousins, man. Dude. Kirk Cousins, <laughs> Nick Foles, Russell Wilson. Those guys. That's all third and fourth rounders. They're all still in the league. There's two Super Bowls between those guys, and Andrew Luck's out of the league. But really hard to believe. You want to talk about a, a man that has played his cards right. Kirk Cousins has absolutely played his cards the right way. That guy has made ass tons of money for nothing. Yeah. That guy stinks out loud. He's That's so why you hate my Vikings pick. Yes, he, dude. He's, he's so terrible. Average out loud. He is average as it comes. All he's, right. We'll see. We'll Kirk look Cousins or Dak. All right, we'll look back at this. We'll see. I'll die on this hill, man. This guy's so bad. Even the Redskins had this one right. Yeah, I guess that's true. Well, but they but did franchise tag him for like three years, so I don't know exactly. if they got it right. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, I, I, that's a hell of a draft class. I think like he's 
I can't believe that Andrew Luck didn't outlast any of those guys, but learning that he's not a football guy does kind of make sense, and that's what this all really boils down to. It really is. Agree. It's and a man, like, thing. I, I, and like, so people have been ripping him all week and and whatnot, and I think a lot of it's been in jest. Uh, Doug Gottlieb's been taking a whole lot of shit for basically calling him a millennial, which I think G- Doug Gottlieb probably knew what he was doing here. Like, I don't think that. I mean, come on. Like, no, I, I think mean, I don't think he. I don't think he's trying to really piss anybody off. It's Doug no. Gottlieb. Like, everyone calm down. Right. And he, you know, set Twitter on fire the other night with all that. And so yep. I, the opinions about all of this have been probably the most insane part because there's this camp where it's like, okay, he's retiring. He's doing what's best for his health. I respect that. That's great. Good for him for knowing when it's time. Love that. Don't really have any problem with it. I'm, like, partially in that camp. Yeah, I have a, a toe in that camp, I'd say. But the other... Right. Most of my body is in the he should be a football guy because he's getting paid like a football guy camp because that's how he portrays himself. Yeah, if you've made nine, basically nine figures by the time you're 29, you do owe that organization. If you're going to basically get up to you know 15 weeks, 15 days before kickoff, you owe it to him to play that season. Right, but like, why did they let him have control of that and just say, "Oh, I'm just going to retire whenever I feel like it"? Because that, I mean, they obviously knew. Now, yeah, because Andrew, you know, because it's Andrew, Andrew Luck. Luck. I mean, looking That's back right. at it, we just talked about his draft class, some hidden gems in there. You know, I love Luke Keekley, but if Andrew Luck's healthy, I'm still taking Andrew Luck one in the, or if he's not uh, retired, I'm still taking Andrew Luck one in this draft class. Well, it, absolutely. And didn't the season before that they put up a goose egg? They didn't win any games, right? Or they won one game, something like that. Yeah, yeah I think they won like one or two games. They weren't an zero and sixteen like the Lions, but yeah, they were like okay. two and fourteen or one and fifteen. Okay, yeah, I thought so. They were, I mean, they were bad. So I mean, that was the route to go. And I don't think it was ever a question that they were going to take RG three. I just don't think they were going to do that. And so it was no. the right pick. It, like by all means, it made sense. But I just uh, there's that faction of people out there that say that it's good for him that he retired and you know considered his health, and then they're the people like us that are kind of like he should have gritted that out and it's just been an all-out kind of like war and the best thing that's come out of this is the amount of people that have said that this is one of the this is the most shocking thing that's happened (laughs) in this era of sports and i think that's crazy that is absolutely insane we've gone back and forth on this you know first of all i don't know what you define as this era but this it just shows how much recency bias there is in this world that we live in where it's just constant information because this isn't the most crazy thing to happen in sports in the last five years. This is the craziest thing that's happened this week. I mean, yeah, it's like <laughs> Dwight Howard is arguably more crazy. You know what I mean? Like, right. I, I don't understand that. So you and I had gone back and forth on this because people were absolutely blown out of proportion of how shocking or how crazy of a story it was. And we started talking about all the crazy things that had happened or a few. And then we said, you know, let's just come up with some and, and yeah. see what we have. So let's, you know, let's just alternate here. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm keeping this pretty much in my lifetime. Okay, um, yeah, that's that's where I met you. Like you have like Len Bias. Yep. You know, which is an absolutely insane story. You have the Magic AIDS, which I think I was technically alive for that. Maybe you like one, yeah. but okay. Let's let's talk about the Len Bias thing first. Okay, so okay. talking about just crazy things that happens for context, it was what 1984, I think. Correct. 84. The Celtics had the first pick in the draft. And they took Len Bias. First pick, right? Yes. Yeah. First pick, Lynn Bias, an absolute superstar coming out of college, was going to replace Larry Bird, all that. I mean, he was the next Messiah in Boston. 13 days later, he died. Second overall pick. Sorry. Second overall pick. Got it. Accuracy, right? <laughs> like 13 days later, he died of a cocaine overdose. 
what a crazy story, first of all, because number one, that that leaves you with a very emotional like struggle of understanding how to feel because there's this side of it that's like, fuck, man, this guy died of an overdose. That's sad. And you feel for him and his family and all that. And then it also, <laughs> it's not like you can be recouped anything for your team losing a second overall pick. And so it's this kind of like, you get to this weird spot of how to feel about it. Like, imagine the Mavs having taken Luka and that happening. Like, you'd yeah. be devastated. Like, like, somebody died and their family is suffering, but your team is also screwed, so it's a really crazy situation. Right. That is way more of a story and way more of a, an intense situation than Andrew Luck stepping away from the game at 29 for health reasons. Right. <laughs> right. Like that's, we're going to stack that up against all these I don't because get how this is com- comparable. Yeah. You know, and you know, the, and magic, you know, announcing his retirement due to, to HIV. What if Andrew Luck would have done that? Yeah. Dude, I've thought about that. I was thinking about that the other day. That would be insane. Yeah. No doubt about it, man. Like I think these things would shake the world. So it's crazy that, and like I said, it's not like just one person had this take. It's been super common. And I just, I think it's crazy mixed up against some of these stuff. All right, so my first one is going to be Vontae Davis retiring middle of a game. Hilarious. Absolutely crazy. Absolutely hilarious. I just have always Arms. pictured, I've always pictured him driving home in his pads, right? Like in an OJ type, you know, Bronco. And they just follow him home. And then he gets home and just goes in, kisses the family. You know, you know hey, yeah, he hey, just hey. walked right past the train. He's like, I'm fucking out of here, guys. Yeah. I can't do this anymore. Because in his in his quote after the game, he said, you know, yeah, I just realized I wasn't athletically able to compete at that level anymore. It's like, you fucking realize that at halftime? Right? In Dude, the that's all the game. Like, yeah. you felt good warming up. You're like, I got this. And then at halftime, you're like, I'm way too old for this. No, motherfucker, you quit. You quit. That's, so <laughs> That's what you crazy did. To me. Yeah, and it's funny because I've thought that OJ thing a lot, and I've heard that from several people on Twitter and whatnot recently of people picturing that exact same thing. So the fact that he just left mid-game, crazy, way crazier than Andrew Luck retiring at halftime. Absolutely. And what about – so my my first thing that came to mind was what about Michael Jordan retiring in the middle of his prime when he could have won eight rings in a row, and we don't really know why. Buddy. I mean, we can believe it was for playing baseball, but – that's bullshit. People don't like talking about this one at all. <laughs> this is more of a conspiracy theory, but I still, I think it's, re- I know it's real. Basically, it's, it's <laughs> way more strange. It's like if Andrew Luck won three Super Bowls and he was 29, he's like, eh, I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. And the, the common thing is that Michael Jordan is a notorious gambler. And a lot right. of people think that he was gambling on basketball games that he was in. And the league didn't want that kind of, you know, black eye, which I get. That th- especially I'm given we subscribe to that theory, it's an absolute possibility. It's it's definitely a possibility because all of a sudden they had to find a way to make an excuse for why he was going to leave basketball because that's what he had to do if he's gambling on games, and right. you know baseball and, might be the right right move here. And we're talking about Michael Jordan, somebody that we always are at awe of not only his talent but his mindset and his you know his want to be the best. Why would he go be terrible at something like not even good in, for the minors? Right. Exactly. And that's, that's astounding. And I mean, he came back, but it was never, you know, I mean, it, it, that always, that's the other thing about it. You were probably pretty young when he came back. I was too, but like, I remember it pretty vividly and like, it didn't have the same feel. Now he played for Washington and all that is different, but like, well, yeah, but I mean, he came back and he won the three at the bulls and then went to Washington, but yeah, I I guess that's true. It just still had a Jordan at Washington was 
very, very strange. It just had a different feel to it overall. And I don't know, something about it just always felt odd. I absolutely subscribe to that theory. I, I really think that that's true because, like you said, I don't understand why someone would just give up in the middle of a Michael Jordan prime. That just seems odd. And it's very much like David Stern to orchestrate something like that. And you do have to remember that the owner of the Bulls owns the White Sox as well. So it all made a whole lot of sense as far as putting some of those pieces together. They were going to find a way to save face for Michael Jordan. It just smells like bullshit. I want a uh, conspiracy blog out of it from you, but what else else you got? I I got a lot of these. Me too, man. So my next one is Derrick Rose not showing up for a game. Yeah. Way bigger news. (laughs) inexplicably that that d rose was my favorite d rose that guy gave no fucks about like seven d roses i know he that guy gave no fucks about anything and he was not afraid to show it that was a great time all right what's your next one so well that just brought one into my mind real quick anthony davis leaving the middle of the game to get on a jet that's way more fucked up than what what andrew luck just did yeah Uh, so what about i mean i don't even need to bring up oj either because that just goes about saying but what about Aaron Hernandez signs a $40 million contract? You know, this isn't OJ where it happened after his career. This guy signed a $40 million contract. I think second or third biggest all time uh, for tight end. Yeah. And then we find out he just, he murders somebody literally right after that. And then we found out, Oh yeah. While we've been celebrating for him in the, you know, in the Super Bowl, he's been also committing some murders. Also too. murdering that people, no problem. So much more crazy. Yeah. But the recency bias and the fact, I think quarterback comes down to a lot of this for the Andrew Luck thing. And they traced like murder stuff back to him when he was at Florida, like that far back. Correct. And we think Urban Meyer is a great judge of character, right? Just, just <laughs> checking in. Okay, just checking in. Class act. He's <laughs> a class act all the way, a god man, really. Um, one thing, I don't think a lot of people really talked about this. Remember when Trey Mason went missing? Yes. That was weird. He was missing for like six weeks. Yeah. Like the Rams were like starting to be concerned that they haven't heard from him anymore. So what What do you think? Do you think he just went off the grid? Or what was the explanation that he gave? He turned up me? at his mom's and he never really said exactly what what was going on. Just kind of, you know, dusted under the rug? Yeah, pretty much. And I mean, you can... I mean, I think that was all. Was it that right about whenever they were moving, or was that a little bit before they were moving? That's probably a little that bit was before. before. Yeah, that was before. Yeah, they weren't in LA yet. Oh um, well, they were just ridiculously bad, and so nobody really cared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's really more so what it is. Okay, good. All right, what's your Dude, next one? So this one people forget about, and it is really, really crazy. You remember the Marvin Harrison situation? Because Marvin Harrison. So wide receiver from the Colts, right. very, very, very quiet guy, always sat at the end of the bench. Everyone looked at him as, you know, class act, does <laughs> does the, everything the right way, just, show, you know, first guy in, last guy out. Yeah. Good in the community, quiet guy. And he had like six murders outside of clubs that he owned, and he was apparently like involved in them. And it wasn't like a Ray Lewis situation where it's like, okay, we kind of expect this out of, out of a guy like Ray Lewis. Right. Like, go look in that Marvin, Marvin Harrison situation. Okay. There should be a 30 for 30 for that because there may be. That was one of the craziest things I'd ever heard. It would be like if Steph Curry literally was it's like literally <laughs> Steph Curry level Holy you know, character and yeah. the way he was kind of looked at looked at as kind of, you know, like a Larry Fitzgerald type player. Yeah, because like you look at the Aaron Hernandez thing, if you compare those two and it's like it, no one knew who Aaron Hernandez really was. Correct. This is, you know, like if, if everybody knows this is a team guy, that's, you know, that's wild. Wow, I don't really recall that very much. Yeah, you need to look into that. Okay. Um, 
All right, so we're going to get into some crazier ones here in just a second. Um, the Ryan Braun steroid situation was unbelievable as well. Yeah, I mean, I know his, and correct me if I'm wrong, his numbers went up pretty significantly, oh, but he, was he didn't look, you know, I'm not the, the in-house uh, baseball expert here at Sensibly Loud, but he did not look juiced up like a lot of these other guys that get popped. He didn't, but he was hitting the piss out of the ball. And, like, I mean, he would... Yeah, Translating mean, well? Yeah, I mean, he was really damn good. And, like, the fact that he got caught and then blamed FedEx for it is crazy. Bold move. I like it. I love Worth it. Worth a shot. I mean, you're already popped. Yeah, it worked just fine. And he kind of got lucky that the A-Rod thing kind of covered it up on top of that. And it just all that happened. A-Rod's way more of a jackass. So he de- he doesn't look like as bad of a guy because it's like he just did steroids. He didn't do steroids and was an asshole. Correct. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right. What's your next one? So do you recall? So Wes Welker got traded from the uh, or he might have just got cut a release from the Patriots and went to the Broncos released him. Yep. Yeah. Released him. I believe 2014, 2015 right there when he was playing for uh, Denver and he got suspended four games because he got popped from Molly. Mm-hmm. And this is like just typical. Soon as somebody leaves the pay at the Patriots, it's, you know, no BS zone. <laughs> yep. Just a perfect role model at the Patriots goes yep. to Denver pop from Molly instantly. Immediately. Like, yeah. So typical. It's very surprising for me. Like Wes Welker was it's like Andrew Luck getting popped for Molly. I'm going to keep comparing Andrew Luck in all these situations. Yeah. No, I, that's the right thing to do. It's almost like Bill Belichick has this window into the future and knows that all these guys will eventually <laughs> fuck up. They're just not going to do it on his watch. <laughs> Begs um, the question if Josh Gordon's going to get a second chance. That's a good point. I mean, I think he's going He's going to go this year. So I I'm think excited. so. All right. So this one is crazy. This one isn't quite it. I mean, it's crazy that this happened. Do you remember when... Javon Belcher killed himself at the practice facility of the Chiefs in front of oh. Romeo Cronell. Oh, oh, I do. Yeah. I do remember that. He shot him. So he Crazy. basically I haven't went, thought about that in so long. I know, dude. So he went and murdered his girlfriend, left there, went straight to the practice facility, and was standing in the parking lot, kind of narrowed, uh, hunched over with a gun pointed to his head. And Romeo Cronell, dude, talk. he went like... I think they won one game that year. Like that was a rough year all the way around for the Chiefs and a really rough go of Romeo Cornell, who's definitely one of those guys that's a hell of a good OC or a defensive coordinator, but, he, but yeah, not, but not, not a, a good coach. coach. Right. And like it just that capstone the end of the Romeo Cornell era, which was really sad in a lot of ways, because it it went badly and then it got a lot worse. And so yep. like he basically looked right at the owner, the GM, and Romeo Cornell and just blew his fucking head off. And it's like that is insane and i feel like nobody talks about that yeah how is that not talked about more and especially in this era of us being so aware of concussions and the dangers that they present i mean how is that not being talked about more i mean the nfl doesn't want that talked about so that's probably what's going on a little bit there all right what's next for you so kind of staying in the the violent category uh maurice claret man that Mm -hmm. was one of the I, i know and that's that's college football that guy was going to be an NFL star. Yeah. Uh, Rundown for the know. audience. What what happened? So Maurice Claret, kid from uh, Youngstown, Ohio. There is a 30 for 30 about about yeah, him. Really good. Uh, which is pretty interesting. You know, grew up in very low socioeconomic uh, background. And, you know, Jim Tressel, who was the coach at Ohio State at the time, is also from Youngstown. So definitely showed, I think, an affection and maybe some favoritism towards Claret. But he was a hell of a talent. So he recruits him to come to Ohio State. And he's just absolutely phenomenal on the field. I mean, 
better than Ezekiel Elliott was, better than Carlos Hyde was, at, you know, recent running backs from Ohio State. Just an absolute, absolute star. Uh, but it was a guy that couldn't stay out of trouble. And he, you know, I think he got suspended um, several times. You know, he continued to get multiple, multiple uh, chances because of the, the connection from Youngstown. And, uh, you know, it all ends, long story short, with him basically running from the police in armored or in a uh, Kevlar vest with like AK-47s. He's got grenades, uh, Mazatov cocktails. Yeah, It's just like absolutely insane. Dude, this, yeah. This is a 20-year-old kid, 21-year-old yeah. kid that had all the talent in the world to be a top five pick. You got to wonder about this head stuff, man. You just, you can't ignore it. It's so hard to ignore with every one of these we've talked about so far. I mean, I don't think it's, you know, a coincidence. A lot of these guys are football players. We're not talking about a ton of uh, swimmers or golfers. Yeah, you don't see NBA players really even doing this. Although the sure. Tiger Woods thing is actually probably crazy. Ooh, I didn't think about that. Luck. If I'm just talking out loud, I think it is. That's a much crazier story. I didn't even think about that one. Yep. All right. Absolutely. So my this might be my favorite one is whenever it was uh, a few years ago when Laramie Tunsil had the video show up <laughs> of him hitting the gas mask. That but was, it was like so funny. Mail from a family member, you know, because he, he was like, "No, I'm not going to break you off any of my check." Dude, he went, was like, "Oh yeah, yeah." Watch this. He went from like Washington, a no. a top five pick, probably like top three. Yeah, to top 14, three. and we're talking five to ten mil guaranteed dollars. Yeah, it just completely fell out of the draft. <laughs> it's unbelievable. But, you know, that's what that's what you get for going to Ole Miss on some sketchy ass recruiting. When that was the year. Him, Laquan Treadwell, and uh, uh, the D tackle. I can't remember his name. Oh, uh, yeah. They uh, were like the number one, three, and Kandishi with the, they were like the number one, three, and four players in the country. And like, we're all going to a five and seven team in Oxford, Mississippi. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Makes a lot Hugh of sense. Freeze was on some sketchy shit for sure. Yeah, he was. Isn't he still coaching somewhere? He's at like some small school, right? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where he's at. But dude, dude the, let's talk about probably uh, my favorite one, which I know you're you you're well versed on the Manti Teo situation. Okay, let's go. That's my that's dude. That's my favorite yeah. favorite one. That is absolutely a crazier story than just somebody retiring. <laughs> yeah, dude, the fact that the Heisman runner up basically made up a girlfriend <laughs> and then killed her, <laughs> like killed her <laughs> off, and then like told like them. He's writing his own Sopranos, man. It's ridiculous. I was reading back through some of this today just to make sure I remembered all this properly and I, and I got to read that one and I dude none of it adds up like the whole the whole story had so many holes in it and he just got absolutely exposed it was hilarious dude I mean that was at like the peak of catfish or catfishing being a thing and it's just ridiculous that it would happen to you know the best player in the country on on Notre Dame right it's like come on man like but can't you just like talk to somebody that's like at your school? So and do the you fact think that he knew? let it go on so long and not? I don't know. I just feel like may, maybe I'm not putting myself in his that situation. But no fucking way that's happening to me, man. But like, no, I, I, I agree a hundred percent. But like, if you got like, like, do you think he knew? I don't know that he knew at first, but I think he at found some out. Point he had to, right? Like, I mean, he killed her you off. Put so two and two together, you're not a complete idiot, right? Right. And that's my thing, man. Like, the, and the craziest part about it is, it's a hell of a lie. But to be like going out and like talking about it on on TV and radio interviews and all that, brutal. That is a really weird look. And it just yeah, I would not be comfortable in those shoes. 
I, I, dude, I would hate him being on my team if he, if, <laughs> if the Patriots would have taken him for any reason. They dude, wouldn't. you know he was getting clowned hard in the NFL. I'm sure he still is. He deservedly so, yeah. like, deservedly should be because it's it's an outrageous story. And then that, He's like, still on the Chargers. Oh yeah, and yeah. that that guy, like, there was like this other dude that was like the scapegoat of the whole thing, who was quote unquote doing the voice, but like. He went on Dr. Phil and told the whole story, but then, like, he wouldn't do the voice unless he was behind, like, a screen, which is, <laughs> dude, it's so not disturbing. real, and he knew it wasn't <laughs> real. Like, there's no way around it. There's no way around oh. it. I think that he it started with a lie, and then it got bigger and bigger, and he couldn't control it anymore. That's probably what happened here. Yep. Way bigger of a story than Andrew Luck retiring. I think Absolutely. my favorite one of this whole thing... I don't know, man. So there's. I want to just hit on a couple other ones real quick. Do you, did you have any other big ones? I got two more. One that's like shocking. Um, okay, well, let, I'll do one, and then we'll just keep on the same back and forth thing. Then, all okay. right. This one I had relatively kind of forgotten about. I'm gonna I'm gonna close with my favorite one, but this one I had kind of relatively forgotten about because it was not really as much of a story. Uh, so I, I think the name in itself is probably something that's way more unbelievable than Andrew Luck retiring mid-game is just Richie Incognito in general and what his career has been like. And how much of a psychopath he Dude. is. And I didn't know about this necessarily, but apparently he went into a funeral home this last summer and punched a bunch of caskets <laughs> and then was asking workers to decapitate his dad for head research. <laughs> Oh my god! I There's mean, that's no really not way. funny. These guys no, can't. No. These guys are getting concussed way too regularly. That is terrifying, dude. He's could you way imagine too big to be going in and doing that? Like, no one should do that anyways. But you can't stop a six six three hundred pound guy from doing that, right? I mean, he was murdering those caskets. No pun intended. Like, I mean, he. I mean, he was destroying them. There's no doubt about it. And guess what? A month later, signed with the Raiders. <laughs> Fits the bill. Amazing. Absolutely and amazing. At, at team dinners, what could go wrong? But what, dude, could you imagine the horrified people that work in the, the funeral parlor oh that had God. to deal with that? Holy moly. Unbelievable. Yeah, so that one was pretty crazy. I didn't really exactly remember that, but I was shocked whenever I found that one. Another one that's just kind of like, I can't believe this is happening. This isn't as big as the Andrew Luck. It got probably blown out of proportion, but... I was just thinking of things that happened really recently. The whole uh, Swaggy P and D'Angelo Russell, which kind of like tarnished D'Angelo Russell's on-court reputation for absolutely no reason when he was a good talent. Yeah. I just thought that was a really fucked up thing to do. And it made me, I would like not want to, you know, his teammates not want to be around him. So break down the tent poles of it. So basically it's, you know, D'Angelo Russell's rookie season, I believe, or maybe a second, second year in the league. Um, Swaggy P's floating around from team to team typically as he would and he's on the Lakers and they're hanging out, they're chilling and he actually records him on his phone without Swaggy P being aware of course um, and confesses to cheating on his girlfriend who at the time yeah. was actually you know Iggy Azalea, you know rapper yep. um, I think Grammy nominated and it obviously gets leaked out and this is a 19, 20 year old kid and it's absolutely a, a a screwed up thing to do and you know his teammates probably resented him for it as i would as his teammate yeah. but you know i feel like the lakers gave up on him really quickly because of that dude it's just another typical bad lakers move because now he's at the warriors and he's making 30 million a year and he averaged 20 21 22 a game last year he leveraged the shit out of that situation no Correct. doubt about it and and rightfully so i'm happy for the guy because that was fucked up in general but come on like i mean plays next to steph curry now <laughs> exactly <laughs> worked out okay so I got I got two more real quickly I want to I want to okay. throw at you. One was the 
the Sean Taylor situation, which that was just, I mean, tragic, but absolutely insane. I mean, and it, you can tie Steve, the Steve McNair one in there. You're not used to, I know a lot of players have passed away from whether it's, you know, overdose or wrecks or, uh, you know, health reasons, but to be murdered as an NFL player, especially like Sean Taylor in his prime, it was just yeah. absolutely shocking. And it's just, you can't compare that to a retirement. What year was that? I believe 2006 something like that yeah i think it was yeah yeah i remember it four or five or six something like that it was yeah somewhere it wasn't quite four i think it was i think you're right i think it was around 2006 yeah that's a wild story yep it was uh 2007 okay 2007 okay yeah that's uh, right all right so one that people don't talk about as much which is pretty crazy is so i've got two more as so i've got two more I'm rounding it out um this one is another baseball one but basically, there was the <laughs> the Cardinals had a, a inside guy in their front office that used to work for the Astros, and essentially he was just logging into the Astros system and stealing all their their data and all their player information. And casually, I, I hope that the password was like password or like Astros <laughs> or something like that, you know. But they just didn't it was like Stros seven one three right? Sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You like, got it first attempt. No, no doubt. doubt. Yeah, no doubt about it. And like, I can't believe that one they don't change those passwords on a year to year basis. That's crazy to me. But I mean, baseball. I mean, there's a guy in jail right now because of this. Wow, that's crazy. That is crazy. Yeah, and nobody I mean, really it's just talks about way it. more repercussions than Andrew Luck retiring once <laughs> right. again. It's like, what are we talking about here, people? Exactly. Don't try to make this more than it is. It's just bad timing. Exactly. Let's just call it what it is. That's all. So it this is. this is the last one that I wanted to bring up, and I had this one in the back pocket because it definitely goes, uh, you know, I think under the radar. But there was a wide receiver who once played for the Dallas Cowboys, actually. And uh, I believe he's on the Chicago Bears at the time, named mm, Sam, Sam Hurd. Hurd. Yep, I remember this. Probably 2011, yeah, 2011. And he gets arrested uh, smuggling on charter, uh, charter planes that he had rented out with his boys, uh, cocaine and marijuana. But it was at like an astronomical level. It was like, you know, three kilos of cocaine and 50 pounds of marijuana. And it's like, dude, you... He's making like 900K yeah. a year. I understand you're not a top paid player, but you're making 900K. Like, why are you doing this? Right. It's just absolutely crazy. And I was just like. I remember I, reading into this and it, it seemed like, so <laughs> it's not an excuse by any means, but it definitely seemed like one of those things that escalated quicker than he anticipated kind of deal. But again, I mean, all those Cowboys players like that, like <laughs> even up to this point. Uh, in t- 2011, we're doing shit like that. Do you remember when Nate Newton was arrested for like 300 Absolutely. pounds of weed or something like that? It's like, what are you doing? Why won't you pay people to do this if you're going to do this? <laughs> like, what the hell? So, I mean, some of these guys just won't won't learn, man. Um, you know, I, I do hope Josh Gordon gets it together, though, for the Pats this year. Dude, I think that now the league isn't really testing for marijuana. It's not going to be a problem anymore. I really don't. I think he deals with depression and shit like that. And they're just, certainly, you know, that helps him. And so... Anyway, uh, my biggest one, this is the craziest fucking story in the world. Far crazier than Andrew Luck retiring in the mid of a preseason game. I knew you were going to get something that I couldn't remember. Dude. What do you got? Mike Leach being fired for locking a kid in a closet. Uh, What's his name? son? Uh, Craig James. All to to find out that it was just a smear campaign orchestrated against Leach because his son wasn't getting enough playing time. That is crazy, dude crazy locked them in a club i remember that story they made it sound like so like 
just abusive and you know you're out there in west texas just running this fucking sweatshop for kids of and football and it's like no craig james was just whining because his kid was running a 4-8 right because guess what happened under tommy tuberville didn't get any playing time either <laughs> yeah <laughs> same exact thing maybe you're not getting because you suck no, like yeah that was crazy but you know what Washington State's now a better program absolutely than, it, than Texas Tech was with them, so it's it's worked out for him. But that is absolutely insane. I remember that was a really really big deal too. Well, and like here's the hell of it too is they owe him money that they still haven't paid him. They still haven't paid him money, and like wow. I honestly think now at at this juncture, if he were to leave Washington State, like do you think that he would go back to Texas Tech if they had paid him that money? Uh, he wouldn't now because they haven't paid him that money up to this point. And he's a lawyer, and he wouldn't let things like that go. But no, do you think yeah, he'd go back? I think because of who who he is, I don't think he there's under any circumstance would he go back to that. Yeah, they dude, they shit on him so hard. They really did. There was no reason to fire him. They did no research into it before they just pulled the cord. And that, you're talking about Mike Leach, the best thing that ever happened to Texas Tech football by a long shot. Yeah, and then you you wrote out you know, Cliff Kingsbury for eight years. And what did that get you? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Tommy Tuberville. Yeah, exactly. Like you, you're like, he knew how he liked West Texas. Look at, I mean, it's the same kind of thing in up in Pullman. Like he knows how to recruit kids there. Like same thing with West Texas. It's a remote place, but he shows value. He teaches kids how to work. I remember there was a story I heard about him one time where there was a, a football player that wasn't doing his homework. And so he put him out in the middle of the practice field at a desk and made him do his homework at a desk in the middle of practice while they ran drills around him. And it's like, that's what I'm talking about, though. That's a guy like who's that. trying to yeah. teach a guy like lessons. That. You know, and Dude. like, they've, I, I think it's safe to say that, that that program itself has struggled because of the fact of accountability, just in general. And I don't think they've had that since Leach left. Agreed. Agreed. So I think that's what they wanted in Tommy Tuberville, but that just was never going to work. That might have been the worst hire I've ever seen. <laughs> it's up there. Talk about Rob, Rob Palenka is probably the worst hire yeah. I've ever seen. But staying real quick in college realm, one that just popped in my head too was freaking Louisville getting you know uh, some of those suspensions from Rick Patino basically getting prostitutes to eighteen year old <laughs> kids. It's like Patino is just like not giving a shit. He's no, just dude. like no mobbed up. Like, look, this is how we're gonna run things. He's just, you know, he's just got burners, and I just picture basically his life being like the mafia as soon as he steps off the court. A hundred percent, dude. That, that's a crazy story, too. That probably honestly didn't get as much coverage as it should have. Absolutely not. Given the levity of the situation and whatnot. <laughs> well, man, that was awesome. There's a ton of these. Like, there are so many we didn't even get to. Those are just the ones that I've seen floating around the internet over the last few days. I think, yep. oh, man, there's just... I, I love doing what we do because it's always... We, we talk about how we don't love the narrative because the narrative paints pictures. And, and a lot of this <laughs> stuff is probably narrative around it, but... Yes, we try to focus in on what's going on around, you know, on the court and on the field and everything. But it's really hard to ignore some of the these things that happen. And it's insane to me how many of these these things we talked about that like we just completely forgot about that just have gone under the radar because the craziness just keeps amping up. And I think that's insane. Yeah. And I really think it helps you keep things in perspective because my re- initial reaction to the Andrew Luck thing was holy shit, what just happened? Right. This is the craziest thing ever. And then I'm like, let me think about the last 10 years. Now there's a hundred crazier things that have happened. Exactly. And I, I just, I, I get where Colts fans nope. are coming from hundred percent, but you nope. know, you got to cut a, cut the guy a break there, but did he do a scumbag thing? Absolutely. 
Agreed. And that's what I think it will. I think it'll go down as that for the time being, and then become a little more. Eh, he st- he did what was right for him. You're probably that's right. kind of the direction the league's headed. You're probably right, and I think yeah. I mean, I think like you said when we started off at the beginning of the show talking about this stuff too. Like it was, it's very much because he's su- such a big deal. He's a quarterback, and it's he's exactly a right. elite quarterback, and that's just unheard of. And so, I mean, Brady's outlasting all these motherfuckers. So, you know, it's what it is. But anyway, all right. Well, we're going to go ahead and wrap things up. I want to remind everyone to follow us on social media. That's at Sensibly Loud Media on Facebook, Sensibly, at Sensibly Loud on Twitter and on Instagram. Make sure to give us a call. We want to hear from you guys. Leave us a voicemail. We'll uh, play them on the show. Talk what you guys want to talk about. That number is 972-885-9361. And we'll be back next week for another edition of Perpetually Correct.